Hey guys, for the extra Sunday content, as well as bonus weekly content on top of that, go to our Patreon link in the description and find the Black Kluge tier or higher and subscribe. Did it surprise you Allison got me married as quickly as she did? Yes, I did. Did that bother you? No. I was happy for her. But I was, I was a little surprised. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. So I have admitted that uh, so, so I almost had a homosexual experience when I was young. Yes. Some guy came on. Some guy came on to me. It was really wonderful, actually, but my mother would never tolerate me being gay. You know <laughs> I what see. I, mean? I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a fighter, so... Uh, you know, it's just interesting <laughs> when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. We do another contract here. Well, let's do a three-hour show. What? We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? Fred? <laughs> tell that fucking... Tell that fat... Uh, tell that fat fucking cunt Robin to shut the fuck up. She can't stop mentioning that other fat cunt Butler. They're both fat cunts that you can buy and buy. <laughs> I once saw my mother come out of the shower. It traumatized me. Yeah, I can imagine. She, she looks had, like you. She had so oh. oh, sorry. I had that just that just slipped out. Was you getting getting into music and guitar and all that stuff? Was that some kind of therapy because you didn't have your father? Listen, there are people who are at a job too long. They 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 are, they're not into it. They can't admit it to themselves. A picture of you and her looks like a kidnapping. It's ridiculous. Oh. This, this, this is ridiculous. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. Wait, you, you see, those good-looking rich kids, rich uh, girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. Recipe for a perfect date night? Home, dinner, glass of wine, and the bed. Right? What'd you say? Definitely a bottle of wine. I said earlier I thought it was kind of weird. Jerry still dyes his hair. Like, you know, when your head becomes that big and... Hair. You think the vanity would go out the window, but no. I do have uh, issues about people leaving. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want. I am a puppet master, and I want everyone to be a puppet. But then we had our sex. We went. We went. We went right yeah. into this. Like even better. Now was it sex. different? It was great because when he was on top of me, I had my hands sticking up. And I was <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, and she had a very hard orgasm from that. Because I, I'm, I'm, I, I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to you, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour broadcast. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. Welcome back to QF, everybody. A podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Fillmore, your host, a.k.a. Jim Fix, with me once again for this, uh, the tail end of this particular saga, the Beth, Sner Beth FHM, they shoot horses don't they uh part finale actually uh sam and bob welcome back guys how are you doing doing good I'm excited <laughs> okay as you guys know we this is the tail end the tail end and bob specifically wanted to be in on this and i'm the one i'm the one who elongated it made it a bigger thing so i apologize i'll apologize if it's too long but here we finally get to quivers reading beth beth's fhm article on the air and goofing the goofing on it, of course. And, How dare uh, you say this is too long? It's never long <laughs> enough for me when it comes to this topic. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't we couldn't fathom for the, for the life of us why she was so like you know 
you know, like, oh, you know. Why are you almost 30 and just getting on a cover of a magazine if you're a model your whole yet, life? Yet you claim since you're nine, you're a model. Yeah, it makes total sense. Well, she so, was on the cover of Snuffed. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Snuff magazine. Kate Moss. Yeah, I'm sure. You so, know, it's just so crazy. Yeah. So here we go with the the uh, the ugliness. Well, it's time to find out. We've seen the pictures. What does Beth have to say? <laughs> oh, the kind of late in the show for that, isn't it? <laughs> the lead well, story. I told be the news. You decide when that goes on. Go ahead. Let's. Okay. So this is another reason why the news is gone. I feel like because. <laughs> Robin would occasionally shoehorn in stories that would make Wig uncomfortable, whether sure. it be celebrity related, politically related, or personally related. Mm-hmm. And I think because he never knew exactly what she was going to say or how it was going to be approached, like she could even say she was doing a story, but then she took it in an angle that was like kind of jarring for him. So. It made it entertaining for us, but I think overall, because he wants more control over the show, he doesn't want these possible hiccups. And when you hear her say, like, uh, ha, 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 right after, she's just gearing up. I mean... Well, she she well she's she's definitely got something on her mind. Like she's she definitely wants to crowbar this in. There's no question. My well, my question, I guess, is going to be: Does she think it's legit legit funny, or is she really trying to get back at Howard for something? Uh, Bob, well, I I actually kind of think Howard wanted her to read this. I don't because. I think he thought people were going to be like, wow, man, you have this great. He has no Uh self-awareness that he was like thought she she was going to read it. And people are going to be like, wow, man, you have this great Disney fairy tale thing going on. I really think because you can hear him. He's like confused why people are fucking laughing at him. I mean, you'll hear it in the clip. He said, but he just said he goes. It's almost the end of the show or something like that. You know, he's not he doesn't want this. I think it's almost the same as the Layla Arcieri thing that you guys did. It's similar in the sense that I want it to be known that I'm dating this person, but I don't want it to be known what's said in the article. So I Mm -hmm. think, yes, he wants her to have this coverage. Yes, he wants her to be on a magazine cover. But no, he does not want her saying those things that she said in the article, especially read by Robin. So but I think don't it's don't you split. hear him during this? Like, well, doesn't this make me sound good? You hear him say that a couple of times during this. During it, you do. Yeah, it's true. But I think but it's because the way she's reading it. It's, yeah, he's fighting well, against yeah. it. So I think he's saying that because she's reading it in such a way that's making him sound even worse. <laughs> like, yeah, a tool, all, sound like a tool. They're, they're yeah, all fucking the, laughing this, at him. But it's the same way. Picture if that Lila Arcieri clip was played before she called in mm-hmm. and before she described what was said and he said his spin about it. That's mm-hmm. what... This isn't that, though. This is the opposite. This is we're going to hear it from Robin first before he gets to put the spin on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. 
Oh, speaking of which, Sam, I'd like to give you your take now that we're recording. Uh, you, you've heard the first part of the uh, Lilar series saga, uh, which second one's going to be coming out soon. Um, so you didn't think we were too over the top or too over the top sexist when we were talking? No, I actually thought the opposite. I was I was happy to just have a male perspective on this, especially like three super insightful males and I really thought not only was it hilarious and I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing with the analogies but I liked the humor of it I thought it was just great I I absolutely loved it I was riveted and I couldn't stop laughing so I had to turn it off at some point on my work because it would have looked a little weird that I was like you know laughing at my desk for a substantial amount of time <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's continue. First of all, uh, this, uh, whoever is interviewing her has a little bit to say about Beth before uh, they even start asking her questions. She uh, indicates that Beth had never listened to the show before. It's true. But they, re they write it this way. Beth had never listened to the show before she met her flatulent megastar boyfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's something you, that's a feather in your cap. Yeah, the, the, the fart man that never happened. That yeah. came down. I mean, imagine coming down on something that's going to be around for all of time. That fart man segment at the VMAs. Yeah. And then nothing <laughs> comes of it. So what is it? I mean, if somebody looks back on that and says, what the hell is he doing? Well, it would have made sense if there was a movie made afterwards, but it wasn't. Yeah, he he's the 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 big problem. One of the one of the many problems he has is he loves to promote. He loved to promote at some point like he had something going on constantly. And, and until until he verified he had something going on. It was like saying, listen, wait till you see this girl. Wait till you see this girl. And then all of a sudden, she's there is no girl. Mm -hmm. You know, they he, he was such a victim of his own like narcissism and wanting to show people he was bigger than he was or that he would had more happening. And when you can't produce the film, you can't produce the girl in this case, or you can't produce the film project, Porky's. Uh, the fucking high, uh, the Howard Stern the high school years, uh, you name them, guys. He promoted the shit out of these fucking things that mm -hmm. didn't exist. I know, mm. I know, and so that's what He's... I'm saying. If you go back in this time capsule, it just it must be weird for somebody to be like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And by the way, when you say you don't know somebody that's super famous, it reminds me of you know uh, Heather, what's her face, the guy who the peg leg who married paul mccartney heather mills oh heather mills and, yeah sorry about you know i'm not trying to be in what's it called an ableist disabledist i don't know that it, she sucks and then um, once what one sec one sec i'm gonna have to restart the computer because i'm cutting in this is five times my mic has cut out completely so and you guys have been your your sound has been going on but i have no way of knowing if the whole sound went out or just mine because you guys could hear it, so give me uh, it'll little literally take like ninety seconds, okay? So you okay. can stay in the call if you need to, but I'm gonna uh, actually you can't. I'm gonna have to start a new one anyway, so I'll just end this one. Okay. All right. Okay. Um... Robin, let's <laughs> do a little news. Is... You oh, guys wait, can hear can that. I... Yeah, can I start off uh, my point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me just get a cue it up to that where that ended. Necessary. 
Jesus. But asking her questions. She uh, indicates that Beth had never listened to the show before. It's true. But they, re they write it this way. Beth had never listened to the show before she met her flatulent megastar boyfriend. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Go, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So I also think the same way Meghan Markle said that she went on a blind date with Prince Harry, you know, one of the most famous people on earth and just wanted to know if he was kind, but didn't know who she was going on a date with or Heather Mills when it came to Paul McCartney and she didn't know. And Hilaria Baldwin never owned a TV or saw Alec Baldwin. She just had a kind of a pref, like a, you know, a peripheral idea of who he was. These people who say shit like that are such frauds. And I don't know if the people who are in the relationship with them are participating in this fraud, in this fairy tale, or if they're actually being defrauded. With Howard, I think he was a welcoming participant because when we heard from the Lila Arcieri clip, he likes, and Bob said this in that episode too, that they like, even though they know what, they're angling for that they like to believe in their heads that this is some organic thing that's happening. Yeah, she they're loves nuts. Me. Well, the the funny thing you mentioned that, and I'm preambling it, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. The uh, pre no, I was preambling. My God, I'm, I'm a 79. Let me cut that out. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, recently, we have we're going to get the clips, uh, but he said something recently in the last week or so about I've invested 25 years, uh, 25 years, a lot of money in the last 25 years with you. Like he's invested money on her, on Beth, as if she's some kind of like a car. But again, they are possessions to these narcissistic assholes. Oh, yeah. so, right. But, the, but the, the funny thing is 25 years takes us to 1997. I, but that is it. That is quite the statement. And I will say I think, though, he's short-sighted in the sense that if you don't realize that Beth Furry Friends, then pre that Bianca's Furry Friends, whatever, North Shore Animal League that they were doing, that mm -hmm. was a total tax grift write-off that they were paying a lot of their expenditures, travel. You could do even clothing for TV things to promote it. You mm -hmm. can write all of that off. So yep. for whatever he's saying that he's paying for it, he also enriched himself. Oh, yeah. Bob? So what what was that in context to I've invested money for 25 years? What, yeah. what was he talking? I mean, well, I know he's he talking about her. I, I'm not getting what, the quote how right, did it but come up? I can't remember exactly. We're going to have to cover it in one of the, the next breakdown we do if we get to it, because there's a lot still a lot of stuff, including the Ben, the awful Ben Stern eulogy. Oh, but um, so I, I'm yeah. assuming. I'm assuming, and I don't, I didn't hear this live, but mm -hmm. my assumption is maybe because of the money he was talking about, because I did hear this about spending on his parents, whether it be a TV with speakers closer to their heads so they could hear the TV, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it seemed like he was constantly complaining about the financial burden on supporting his elderly parents. So maybe one can assume that. It was all he related it to, hey, but I've supported you for 25 years financially, too. 
Well, it could be that, but always he could be bringing up the fact that he's had to crowbar her on shows. This this FHM, we went, we spent yeah. a good chunk of the previous episode saying he clearly shoehorned her in here somehow. By well, I'm sure he didn't again drop a nickel. It was all like quid pro quo, quid pro quo. Just plug us, and then you know we'll put her in this fucking magazine and act like she's hot. Um, and then. Uh, but it, but it, all those shows that she had managed to get on those pilots that didn't get picked up. I mean, he, I'm sure that he he, could, he had to go out of pocket for some of those things. And imagine how enraged he must be because during that time, that was the way to boost your star status, I guess you could say, or elevate your public knowledge of who this person is and visibility. Yeah, Q, Q, Q rating, I think they call it. Right, but now you have social media, so mm-hmm. you could do it for free. Mm-hmm. So imagine how pissed he must be thinking back at all the money he wasted <laughs> to try to throw this horse in front of our face at every chance he could. Yep, absolutely. So uh, in terms of the context, Bob, I, I have to go. We'll have to wait until we do it, actually, because I have to okay. make I have to make the clips myself. But I'll send you the stuff before we even record, so you can get a good uh, listen yeah. to it. The, at least not, the five minutes before or something like that. I'm just wondering, like, I've invested this money. You better take care of me or I've invested. Like, yes. what does she owe him? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. What does that, she owe him? Yeah. I will say for this article, she looked, you know, emaciated. But recently we posted on our Facebook page. Somebody did a picture, of, like a selfie or something of her from Instagram and her collarbone and her neck like you know looks sinewy and like the collarbones popping out and my mom who's a nurse yeah she commented on the photo and was like oh my god i mean you know it looked so bad and i think about that i'm thinking wow that was all these years ago and i thought she was too thin then oh yeah now it's even worse Mm -hmm. bob so we just signed with a, a clinic that does it's all nutritional based. Oh, wow. And um, I was reading some some of the notes to familiarize myself with that type of medicine. And they see a lot of people for bulimia and anorexia. And I kept seeing like horse like features <laughs> over and over. Like, you know, like oh, my God, one of the descriptors for people that are really, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh, man, Gaunt. like it's it's not funny, but I'm, no, I'm it's not here thinking how many times have we she has she been called a horse. But anyways, yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting. That gaunt feature makes her makes you look more horse like. Horse- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's perfect in this particular Makes case. Makes sense. So, yeah. Not necessary. <laughs> Jesus. Which I thought was funny. Uh, she said, uh, I don't want to get confused, she admits. I know him as how he was when I met him. And from what I hear, he's just so different on the show. Mm. His shtick on the air is very different from the way he really is. I don't listen. Wow. Now, okay. hold, hold on one sec. Before you yeah. do that, keep in mind, guys, one thing you have to remember here, and this is we're bringing again the Lila Arcieri episode series, it's, which I believe, um, I mean, the part two, like I said, is coming out soon. The 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 big problem with this is in the Lila Arcieri thing, it's two, it's uh, spring two thousand one. 
he's supposedly already with Beth at this time. And right. this is not even uh, – I can't remember exactly when this was, but it's – let's say it's Mar- – same, uh, spring of uh, the following it's, year. Oh, I think it's 2002. Yeah. Yes. So a year later, now all of a sudden, these years with her are – you know, I've been with her a while now, whatever. The Lila R series like a bl- thing is a little blip in this whole thing, but why haven't you mentioned her name? If she's this famous model or she's been modeling since she was nine, why can't you not mention her on the air? Because of the divorce, that was years ago. That was years, two, three years before. Right. So he wants to to fuck around still. He doesn't (laughs) want people to know. That's got to be the only reason, right? That's why guys do that. Yeah. Or or he was still testing people out for who's the best beard. I don't know. But I also think, too, that she's saying, I don't listen. I want to know him for who he is with me. Mm-hmm. These sound like things that are that are that are the pretext. They're pre-programmed, but they're also the pretext for what Howard wanted to become. He wanted that image as I'm not the guy, the crazy guy on the radio. I'm somebody different. Because remember when it, before Beth, it used to be, this is my con- this is my subconscious talking. I'm free flowing. This is me. I am real on this microphone. Mm-hmm. And right. now we're hearing, this isn't real. I'm a different person when I'm around Beth. And so this became the genesis for how he got in the back door with other celebrities and started sitting at the cool kids table was this girl is going to be the, I guess, parrot for me that I'm a better, different person. And the person on the air is a character. So another, another form of Robin, like another form of cover essentially, but worse because it, but worse. And it just reeks of dishonesty yeah, it ended up backfiring on as a, as, a, as this this article will evidence. Bob, I I just I remember that being the narrative that was pushed at this time that Howard is such a different guy off the air. I'm so yeah. different. I like I, he's a nice guy. He takes care of people. It's like this repetitious thing that would come up all the time. Yeah. I remember them pushing that a lot. And I bought it, you know. I they, he sprinkled his Howard dust on me, and I believed it. I'm saying well. Well, I, I, think... I believe didn't you believe too, Bob, that like when he got with Beth, he was a gentler, nicer, more considerate person because of her. That's how it was presented to us. And I believed it, too. See, the the Beth stuff was just phony to me 100 percent the whole time. Well, it didn't help that guys, the, the guys in the show and the else with the show was propping the whole thing up. And it was like it was like building a house on toothpicks, right? And um, you, it just felt, f- it felt false to me for the longest time, because mm. again, it was flawless. Beth, you know, things happened to her. It, she's right. not responsible for them. We didn't get later on the whole <laughs> Benji. She, I cheated on every boyfriend. All of a sudden, she became <laughs> like this total skis, and but this, but. In contrast to ten years earlier, this prim proper, this and the other thing. Do you remember Bob when we covered the Sal interview where he was interviewing Beth? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, that was a now great that's two thousand four, guys. And I'll recommend if uh, you know if you're still not on Patreon, get the fuck on it. It's really worth it because we go deep into this stuff. And again, some of it, some of it's a little psychologically disturbing to hear. 
Mm-hmm. When you take it out of the context of this is just a show, and when you start hearing what we hear. So I, I do have to say one thing. I wasn't fooled entirely. Like there was always this fraudulent element that I thought about both of them. Okay. But there was this part of me when a, I was an avid listener that thought there must be something different because he's acting different. So even though it rang mm-hmm. phony to me, the relationship, there was something about the way that, you know, you keep getting drilled these talking points every day that yeah. you just sort of accept it, that you're just like, oh, OK, until you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, why did I ever accept that premise? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, the last thing I'll add was I remember Howard getting a lot more open with his like disdain for his audience. Like when the Beth stuff started coming and the nice guy stuff started coming in, it was like, yeah, I remember she had some cat episode or something. Yeah. And and they're <laughs> like, he's like, I don't care what this audience wants. Or she had her. She had that fucking Katie Lee or whatever that girl's name. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Katie Lee Joel. Katie Lee and, Joel. And she's like, yeah, it's probably not going to be, you know, exciting for your audience, which it wasn't. And she shouldn't have been interviewed. And it was a total star fucker thing. But he was like, I don't care what my audience wants. Like, I remember those like digs started picking up more and more during that yeah. time. Like the more You're- Beth came in, the more elitist he got, the more he was open about how he hated his audience pretty much. Right. Like I said, I thought that this ushered in this stepping stone for him. So this uh-huh. this literally this article and Robin reading the words of Beth are kind of the formation of this new, better Howard, supposedly. And you're right with the Katie Lee Joel thing. It was, you know, what who is this for? Why are we right. doing this? Right. It was another One- form of gift scriptions in a lot of ways. One last point, because I know we got to start these clips, but like when I listen back and I listen to this a couple times today, like I feel like these are like his first times of really starting to flirt with this like divorce from reality, like taking another step, like really starting to believe the illusion. That's why I think he wanted Robin to actually read this because he's like. I'm going to flirt with this a little bit. Like, can I believe the amount of bullshit in this? Like, can I start to take those steps into this, like, further, like, coming out of this shell type thing? Well, that's an interesting theory, Bob, because certainly he was no stranger to trying on a million outfits and seeing which one fits when none of them fit. And certainly Mm -hmm. this, this type of Howard doesn't fit either, as evidenced by, you know, subsequent clips. And then when you mentioned, you know, uh, shitting on the audience, what's a bigger shit on the audience than going to this new media format, not announcing that you're going to be off every single fucking Friday going forward, Mm -hmm. but then selling it as if occasionally we're going to have Fridays off. You know yeah, what I mean? like right, that, like right. that's the ultimate in disrespect. And I'm really surprised, actually, when I think back of that Friday's whole Friday's thing, that more people didn't cancel as a result. Uh, however, mm-hmm. I do believe a lot of people wouldn't uh, subscribe as a result of no, this isn't this. Uh, this is not enough. I need five days of stern. Otherwise, this isn't worth it. Right. Yeah. 
So it's habitual, man. Habits are hard to break. People That's got right. in the habit of listening to him in the morning, and there's a lot of people still in that habit. Surprisingly, oh fuck, I, I don't know. anyone could listen to him. I don't think very many, but yeah, I hear you. I, yeah, sure. I don't think a lot, but there's some. Yep. And by the way, I think that's very healthy. <laughs> I'm so thrilled that my girlfriend doesn't listen. I, you know how Bob said that he was getting used to hearing himself back as this new identity during this? Like when Robin's reading this, this, this kind of new thing that he's trying to put forth, but he's not exactly comfortable with how he's being talked about when it's when it's talked to him Mm -hmm. but it's ironic because if you read any article interview that he's given over the last i don't know two decades in rolling stone or whatever they are three thousand times more cringeworthy and embarrassing so it is a little strange that he's so embarrassed by this but he's not embarrassed if you look back at any of the interviews he's ever given which are way worse <laughs> but he he's not embarrassed this is what i'm telling you like listen to how he's selling it i think this is a good thing i think this is good that she's saying this and you'll hear it throughout this whole reading don't you think this sounds good i think it, but he, I, he, I, I he's think selling, he's selling it. it he yes but you and i disagree i think he's selling it the way he's trying to sell chevy chase's toast as being a good speech a funny speech honoring him by being funny magic he thinking is, he is not interpreting this he's trying to spin this as something that's honoring and good and funny and nice and whatever it's the same thing that's what i think i don't think he's trying to spin it because he actually thinks this i think he knows inherently this is not good but i'm going to sell it as that I, I also think he was uh, in rather in the, the opposite in Bob. I, I I take the opposite stand. I don't think he wanted any hyper focus on this article. I don't think he wanted it explained or read. I don't think he uh, whether he thinks yeah. it's good or not is is irrelevant. He's such a that pre that you know we saw. Oh God, you don't have to blah blab or Lila about. Oh, I got a a special word that I used to get in, and you know, oh, I got you know electronic shades and this that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. If he won't allow st- stupid picayune shit like that to be on the air, like the color of his telephone, I don't know something really trivial. Who gives a shit? But he goes, no, that wasn't necessary. You don't need to tell that. Jesus, just because I invite you doesn't mean you tell them. You know, I have six bathrooms. Like, no one gives a shit. This is trivial. And then with this thing, this particular thing, do I think he thinks it's embarrassing? I think, yeah, on some level, he does. But he's, like Sam said, if you're going to spin it, be convincing. And he's not. I'm telling you, I disagree. Well, we're going to, our audience can shoot their shots. See what they say. Okay. He's trying on a new, he's flirting with taking the next steps into the illusion. 100%. All right. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah. How you doing? What's up? Not the much. I just wanted to say that I don't think Monet is so hot. No, she's hot. You weren't in here, bro. You weren't in here. I definitely don't think so. I was looking at pictures on the web, and I think they're a lot better talent out there. All right. That's your opinion. All right. You're entitled. (laughs) Thank you. That's basically it. 
All right, thanks, Steve. Beth's indifference to Howard's daily performance doesn't stop Stern from dropping in at her FHM shoot at a Brooklyn studio. Can I just say something? <laughs> she asked me to come to the shoot. I've never been to one of her shoots in my life. Oh, she dear. asked me to come by. And I that's this sounds just like uh you know wait a minute you you know you didn't see you you were in Sun of the Beach and you know you hadn't seen it and I thought it'd be a good idea to show you it sounds like bullshit No I actually think she did ask him to drop by because he wields power and so having his presence on set would make her feel like she's in more control and she's more important than she really is versus them saying who the fuck is this why are we shooting her? <laughs> Maybe, but on the other hand, he is so controlling. I have a feeling she was like, oh, God, what, what is he going to complain about now? Because we know what he's like now behind closed doors. And we know that she's now looks like a, some kind of bulimia anorexia pamphlet photo. Um, so, like, it, it, it must be a million times worse in a situation like this. Because am I going to pose too sexy? Am I going to, like, say something stupid, put my foot in my mouth? You have to be on your P's and Q's with this fucking goblin. So I think the but, opposite, actually. Bob? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. But don't you think, Fillmore, as we listen to the, uh, what's his name, that guy, the Dr. Ablo, Okay. And that whole thing, she's a people pleaser. She wants to please him. So I think that she wanted him there because, you know, she doesn't want to step a toe out of line. She, go ahead, she wants, or go ahead, Bob. She wants to sell him. She knows what he wants. He, this guy wants to feel like he's dating a model. She probably wants to, she obviously wants to feel like a model too. Yeah, but having him there, she's selling him the illusion. This is the thing with with people who can read people with NPD, like Marcy Turk, has to be able to. Mm-hmm. They get what that person's illusion is, and they know how to feed into it. So I think part of it could have been like, "Hey, come to this model shoot so you can feel like you're dating a real model." But, Even but though then, you bought me on here, I mean. Well, that's it. That's the whole thing. If, if it's predicated on bullshit, if it's predicated on he crowbarred me into this fucking thing, then that couldn't be part of the equation unless no, could, she's going to want to believe it. Like, oh, I'm a model. I'm a model. No, yeah. No, it could it's be. Exactly, no, it's exactly what Fillmore, he's, you remember during the Layla thing that you guys all mutually agreed that he wanted to believe that he was actually on a date with her. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the same concept. He wants to believe, even though he paid for this photo shoot to get her fucking ass out there, that she is really a model and that he is just this great guy visiting his supermodel girlfriend on the set. That's what he wants to play. Then that ties into Bob's theory that this was all like a special. Oh, Oh, you cut out for a second there. Now you're back. Okay, that can happen. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. That ties in then to Bob's way of thinking that this is all like a special, this is like a new jacket he's trying on. Oh. Well, that's the thing, man. It it doesn't, see, your logic, you're using logic here. Going, <laughs> well, he knows that he bought, he bought. You don't get it. They don't, yeah. they don't need that. They're feeling people. He needs to feel that she's a model. So even if you buy, 
it's all about what they can get you to believe because they can believe they, they see themselves through other people. Right. So as long as you believe that she's a model, he believes that she's a model. You know what I mean? Like, even if he knows he bought her on there, that's irrelevant. There's remember the first I think it was the very first NPD episode we did. Um, <clears throat> and I played that Sam Vaknin clip where he's at he's lecturing or he's he's at a seminar. And, and so he he, uh, he says uh, to this person, I believe that you believe. He said, I believe yes, that you believe exactly. that exactly because but however, what you believe means absolutely nothing to me. Like your belief right. means nothing. I believe that it's what believe. I believe that's important. That's right. right. And okay. this ties into too, a lot of celebrities do this, whether it be like, for example, faux feminism. You know, you got like Olivia Wilde wearing feminist T-shirts all the time. Feminist, feminist, yeah. feminist. I oh, I I kicked Shia LaBeouf off my set because I, I wasn't feeling that energy, that, you know, aggressive energy. Bullshit. You wanted him on the movie. <laughs> you you got caught. You got caught. You're it's this it's this idea of but I want to present myself as something that I'm not. You'll have to explain yeah. that a little bit more in depth for people who don't know the situation because I even I'm not completely uh, 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 Oh, I'm sorry. aware of this. Okay. Uh she was doing a movie called um Don't Worry Darling, I believe it's called and the the actress Florence Pugh was not happy that Shia LaBeouf was the main character with her in the movie because of everything that he's had alleged against him being abusive to his ex. Uh, I forgot her name, Effie Twigs or something oh, like that. Okay, this is all news to me. Go ahead. And so Olivia put an article out in I think Variety magazine or in or Hollywood magazine, something like that, saying, I support women, I'm a feminist, this energy wasn't good, I knew what mm -hmm. I had to do, and basically yeah. made it seem like she fired him. Then Shia read the article and blasted her and posted the video of her sending to him saying, I think we can work this out. Miss Pugh, she called the actress Miss Pugh, is going to have to learn a few things. Maybe this wow. will be a wake-up call for her. Oh, wow. And so he was like, are you fucking kidding me? You wanted me on this movie. I said that you didn't rehearse enough. That was my concern. You never <laughs> wow. expressed concern about me. You were upset about the actress. So essentially, the actress never um, talked to her during the Cannes film, film Festival. Like, she wouldn't talk to her. She wouldn't sit near her. And she wouldn't do any press for the movie wow. after that came out. That's, yeah. that's, spill that's spilling quite a bit of tea all around. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh, let's continue. Said I would. Were you barking out orders? No. I, I said this is ridiculous. I'm here and I left after about a half hour. She says, I've always wanted him to come and see me, but it was just not appropriate. This was appropriate. And it didn't exist is what it was. She didn't want to see me at the Ames photo shoots. Fuck. Jesus. It was the first time he's ever seen me work. So there. <laughs> she did think you were nervous being down there. All right. So I was. Uh, Beth was uh, stunning. They say she was walking around the uh, whole set with her bra and panties on, uh, totally comfortable. That's true. Most hookers are comfortable like that. 
So the first question was, have you always been happy to be naked in public? Oh, man. What'd she say? She says, I'm 29. And I've been modeling since I was nine. So over the years, I've just gotten really comfortable putting on clothes in front of other people. I don't even think about it when I... But that's not true. Because no. if you listen to her on the mic, if she, she's so self-conscious, I don't look cute. I won't come on if I don't think I look cute. I yep. need compliments. You need to grease me up in order to get me on a microphone. I mean, this is not true whatsoever. And you've been modeling for 20 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, that's that's isn't that it? Like when you use these things like I speak multiple languages, I've been modeling for 20 years. <laughs> it's 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 it, to me it's like surely saying, "Look, I've been doing stand up for 13 years. <laughs> What's the result?" Right. <laughs> like you right. know, you, you're still being complaining about being called a hack on the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> by one of your coworkers, who's just as big a hack, if not more, but way more popular and likable. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got a friend, man. He He's involved in the arts. I won't go in case he ever hears this, but he like calls himself a musician. And it's like, bro, you've never had anything come out on any labels or right. any, like, you know, like I know you've been making music for 20 years, but Musicians usually get paid when you call yourself that, you know. That's right. Like when you so. say I'm a musician, you're you're pre, you're you're assuming you're basically you're saying I'm a professional. Right. Uh, right. You, know, you have to put the put the context. I know loads of people who are, you know, writers. Like, well, so where do you work? Oh, I'm a teacher. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair but enough. Here. She just said, I've been doing this since I was nine. So she's yep. 29. So 20 years. Google image Beth Ostrowski. There was right. there was next to nothing that wouldn't happen if you were a successful model actually making right. income from anything. There was nothing back then. Now nothing. When we when we just just one sec, Bob. When we yeah. um, when we did Carrie and I did the Amanda Pete episode repeater also on Patreon, guys, and the. There, we read at the IMDb film credits. There's a four-year gap at one point between 1996 and 2000 where she's got nothing. And these are the lost European years. Uh, when we say European, read Middle East, uh, you know, fucking whoring. Um, and there's yes, not even one, not even one fucking grainy, shitty magazine snap of a magazine shoot she was involved in. Let's say even if it was just like... FHM light, you know, uh, the Netherlands, re, you know, version, something like that. Nothing. Right. Zero. I, it, That's impossible. Not, you cannot scrub all that from the Internet because there's always somebody with the, some file dump, whatever, that they've got, like, saved of all these photos. They don't exist because that never happened. It, exactly. Like, so she's implying I'm used to taking my clothes off in front of strangers, so it's not a big deal. So you're implying that you've done this a lot. But if you were a model like that for 20 years, we would know you. People would know you. Like, that's a long modeling career. Yeah. yeah. Like, we we would have heard of you. I mean, I don't know models or whatever, but you. you... But, Go ahead. Like, even if you didn't hear of her, you would see the Google images of things that she's done. Right. So these lost years. You're telling me you've been modeling since you were nine. And then in the prime of your career... The years of a model, according to the years that are missing, 
we have nothing on you. No European photo shoots, no catalogs. Like there's barely anything. There's a few things, but those things all exist in, you know, weird times and it's not frequent and it's very, you could tell it's been scrubbed. Whatever exists has been really scrubbed. It's a hit and miss, first of all. I think a lot of it just doesn't exist. And what people have come yeah. across, like the true, what is it, true, what was it, the, I, I got raped by my dentist, those true crime books or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, true, real stories or something. Self. Those, uh, yeah. Self, yeah. These magazines, these, these random, these are random shoots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they, they exist because she got famous. She got with Stern and people sought these out. There was a time when the Stern fan network type, you know, people, the, 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 us, you know, the netizens would like look through old magazines. Google only goes so far in terms of how far back it will go. However, things get archived and they become, they show up on websites and blogs and whatever. And Beth's like Beth's Dame Beth, man, the Beth fan page. She's got great for getting these old things and, you know, collecting them and putting articles around them and stuff. But they're absolutely, if she was any kind of professional model, for 20 years would have some trail of fucking work, a portfolio, as they say. It's an illusion, exist. man. It's yeah. the illusion yeah. that she's selling him because he wants that. No I, real models would ever date this motherfucker at all. Oh, right. I was looking for the one that she decided to name her. She she went under the heading of Bianca Jane. Do you remember those that photo it shoot? Was a, yep, it was a sunglasses photo shoot. That's for, right like some obscure brand and she went by the name Bianca Jade, which is bizarre. And it was around the time when she was supposedly starting to date Stern, but he wasn't claiming her as. So it's almost like more work picked up for her on under this alias when they started to date. Well, the other thing is that makes it all even more like loathsome is apparently the name Bianca for the dog. And obviously I know. Pat, she knows was supposed to supposedly the name of a stripper at scores. And Ralph <laughs> decided I, like, yeah, like she's going to take she's going to take the name of a fucking stripper. That's like the most <laughs> stripper shoot. name I've ever heard. Bianca yeah. Jade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Jade. My dog. Uh, yeah. I do that anymore. Most of my jobs are for lingerie and bathing suit clients, so I am very, very comfortable with that. It's funny. I'm really insecure with my body, but once I put clothes on to work, something changes, and I automatically become really confident. All right. So So this is her changing into Batman. Yeah. Yeah, this is Beth going like, well, now I'm a model. I'm deciding I'm going to put this on and act play. She's a natural. Yeah. She's a Jesus. natural, man. Jesus Christ. There you go. All right. Nothing funny about that. Nope. Uh, you're wearing some pretty sexy things. Is your closet at home full of similar items? It is now. <laughs> I never used to be in too long. It is now that I'm dating a guy who also wears lingerie <laughs> in, his, in his downtime. Yeah, and can actually pay for this fucking shit, and so I don't have to fucking I don't have to blow to blow guys to get uh, f- yeah, what do you call it Victoria's Secret shit. Lingerie, but, but with this relationship. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. It's this. It's this image too that she's trying to sell what she thinks is the right thing to do. That mm-hmm. oh, I wasn't, but now because I'm dating the. 
shockiest jock, the craziest sex addicted, you know, porn guy on the radio. Now, but then she's saying this while also saying he's not the same guy on the radio. So which is it? Is he the guy on the radio (laughs) or is he the guy that makes you, you know, change your underwear drawer into a fucking, you know, Fredericks of Hollywood show? Shut up. She's she's selling him the illusion. Like, this is where I kind of look at Beth and I'm like, all right, you were kind of a manipulative predator yourself. Like, oh, yeah, you definitely knew this guy was insecure. You definitely knew he was weak. You definitely knew the illusion he was going for. This is all her selling it. She's like, marry me. Let me lock this down. I'll say whatever. I'm in the lingerie. You're a different guy. I'm a model. (laughs) Whatever. I've been to the moon. What do you want to hear? Right. Right. Yeah. Your hair's real. But (laughs) I don't think that her her illusion that she was selling to get the ring, I don't think she bargained for the narcissist that he truly is. Yeah. And, you know, so that really backfired on her. Well, as evidenced by that Sal interview that we'd be in Bob covered because that was years in. She's, you know, she's like, like surely she's, quote, paid her dues. And yet she's still getting this. It was almost like an interrogation because half the ended up half of the fucking questions were from Howard. Um, Bob. Well, yeah, the old cliche, if you marry for money, you earn every cent, you know, like. How do you think people get treated that get bought? I yeah. mean, they don't get treated well, like no. someone bought you. So I just think, you know, her with the engagement chicken and she's in, she's 29. This is when women really start ramping up the yeah. lock a guy down, usually a beta type dude like Howard. Yeah. Um, she just knew she knew the illusion. She knew he was weak. She's manipulated tons of guys before, but she. She saw the cheese, but she didn't see the trap. Another cliche, but that's what happened with her. And she's been earning that money ever since, believe me. That's perfect. That's a perfect analogy. Yep. Relationship. I've started to experiment with lingerie, and I'm having fun with it. I was never into it. I just thought it was something I had to wear when I went to work. I really love it, though. I find things for special occasions, and I will dress up. I like to look sexy for Howard, and I like having little surprises for him and dressing up in fil- frilly things for him. I feel sexy when I do it. Oh, <laughs> oh my so God. Funny. First of all, Robin's voice during this is priceless. It's, it's perfect. amazing because it just it should be read this way yeah. because it's that stupid and it sounds that ridiculous. It's the perfect amount of piss in the coffee. <laughs> she, this is Robin's finest moment. Yes. She earned her paycheck this day. The oh, only yeah. time, but she got she earned it today. Oh, well, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and as they explain later, this is exactly what they would do to other people if they got a hold of an interview that was cringy. She got a hold of it. She goes, "These answers are fucking retarded. I'm reading this and I don't care what he says." Could you imagine yep. if another celebrity's BIM posted an article? <laughs> I mean, say John Bon Jovi's girlfriend yeah. decided to, I like to feel sexy and dress up for him in frilly things. It's so nuts. <laughs> imagine, up as Ralph. imagine if your fiance wrote something. Sam is just the perfect person. She, you'd be <laughs> like, dude, go rewrite this shit. 
I'm not putting this out. This is stupid. Exactly. Like if my if I if I had a girl, if my girlfriend put that out and it was going to go public, I'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Go yeah. do this interview. Like this is this is so ridiculous. But Howard's such a narcissist. He's like, just let people buy this so I can buy it. He's so but, desperate, man. But he's going on two things by the fact that I'm a different guy and I'm a decent, kind, nice guy who's respectful. Uh, and then also by the fact that I want my girlfriend to change all her clothes and wear sexy, frilly things for me whenever I'm around. How does that translate? It doesn't. You're an asshole and you sound like one. It just sounds horrible and scripted. What well, the yeah, fuck it is, is scripted. Of it is it scripted. I don't know that this one is, but I think the following FHM articles, she was allowed to take the questions in advance and write the answers and submit them in, in advance. So it wasn't like a, a one-on-one and you know, that's because th- after this, I'm certain that's exactly what had to go down because he's like, I'm not, ha- I'm going to review these fucking answers this time. <laughs> I think shit. he reviewed them before. I'm, I'm still maintaining so, so, my, so my you point. think he reviewed this as well. And he thought this was okay. Yep. Okay. I, I 100% I, think so. I might agree with Bob because it was so fresh in the relationship and this was her first thing and he came on set and stuff like that. And I think because he's such a 79, well, <laughs> he really believed that this sounded, I think that in hindsight, yep. when he's hearing Robin read it back to him, he's embarrassed. <laughs> but I think in the original on paper, when he's reading it, he thinks I'm the, I'm a stud. Oh, dude. You just he read it the night before. And he was like, I'm going to kill him tomorrow when this gets red, man. This is, I'm going to knock him out with this. So I'm can we agree then? He thought that. But right. But then can we agree then, Bob? The second Robin started reading it back to him is when he realized maybe, oh, fuck. I think it's when everybody started laughing. I mean, already it's like, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Like, everyone's like, come on, man. Well, I yeah. mean, you, you'll hear it. It's yeah, coming up. And I think that's when he's like, "Uh oh, like this isn't going the way I envisioned it last night where everyone I, was it's gave me a standing ovation. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm slow. I'm still slowly coming to your side of the your, your side of the argument here, because it, it is totally in line with him being that stupid as if to think, yes, they'll buy this. They'll buy anything I put out. If I make, you mm-hmm. know, a Fartman movie, it'll make a hundred million. Uh, you know, it'll beat Wayne's World and all that bullshit. And he has been he's said on the air many times about his whole magic thinking. Like, if you believe it, yeah. it's true. And mm-hmm. but the problem is the real world doesn't work like that, of course, and you can't get people to buy a Maserati when it's actually a fucking Volkswagen. But he also has this magic thinking with his audience that had made us as listeners through the years believe certain facets about him yeah. that weren't necessarily true because everything kind of had us had had a sameness to it on the radio show and everything kind of rang true to us as how we knew the show and how we mm-hmm. knew him. And then when he got the divorce, it was like something shifted and we didn't know yeah. what felt something. It wasn't just that it wasn't just because they broke up. It was like something in him shifted that didn't feel yep. exactly similar. Like something wasn't right. Yeah. And I think that when you do that and then you pile on this, it, 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 
all of a sudden starts to wake people up in from their coma. They're like, wait a minute. Are you really the way I think you are? What? What? Well, there's a couple ways he should he could have handled it. Number one is to keep her in in, in 100% under wraps and don't promote her. Don't put her in these fucking projects. Give her all the kind of money you want. Give her a huge lavish lifestyle, but don't act like don't don't do to her what you did to Allison and make everything on the air. The other thing right. was the other way was to be fully transparent and say, "I fucking bought this hooker uh, this broken down fucking Pittsburgh Philly, and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna have as much fun as I want, and I don't give a shit. People would have admired the honesty that way, right? It's better than what they ended up doing, which is part of this. But but he he saw like the thing about his ex wife is she tethered him to reality, where people with NPD, especially in his case, where he has people coming in, he's so fucking stupid, like. Chicks would come in. Oh, I want to bang you. This and that. They didn't. But he's too dumb to know. You know. He's right. like, man, I could easily leave reality and go into my false self. So it's right there. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as the wife went away, that's what I'm saying. He's starting to flirt with like, I can really take this leap right now. Like, I want to think I'm dating a model. Like, and that she'll love me. Or whatever, uh, but he he's he's toying with it in this stage. He's like, I can really leave this. Yeah, I have this point. girl that you know she changed her whole underwear drawer for me. You know, it's a bunch <laughs> of feathered moos and thongs. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he 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 created, like I said, he created us, and he yeah. created. But the problem was, a lot of us were eventually smart enough to figure out that this these things don't add up and also yeah. you can't be that cynical about everything in life and all of a sudden expect us not to turn the needle on you eventually when you start failing and when you start being less than honest about certain things in your life and it comes out and then when you don't address yeah. them it's even worse it compounds the fucking anger and the ire and the disbelief and then ultimately the fans go fuck this no you're full yeah. of shit you know, the, he in the beginning of this allowed some self-deprecation to come on the air. Mm -hmm. The callers, the Stern Fan Network boards. He couldn't do that anymore. I, again, this is just the beginning of the end because yeah. he needed this mm -hmm. false sense to be true. Even though he knows it's not true, we know it's not true. And when you present yourself like some way every day, every morning for all these years, and then all of a sudden this guy pops up, people are going to notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. See, it is a good article. I like the way you read it. What's kind of your comatose? favorite item of clothing? She does a great Beth impression, Robin. <laughs> yeah. I've started getting into shoes now that I don't have to wear flats. That's right. Most of the guys I've been out with have been short, but Howard is six foot five. I wear really high heels now. Ugh, yep. He loves how tall I am. I think that's his favorite thing about me physically. <laughs> we, all, we all go after women because they're tall. <laughs> or short. Yeah, really. yeah, the height has nothing to do with anything except for that he thinks it makes him look good. In you wore flats with other people. I mean, really? Have you ever seen a supermodel or a model trot out on a red carpet or shopping or whatever in their real life? And they're just not, they're going to decide to not wear heels ever because they're hoping 
that a guy will like them if they're wearing some fucking flip flops. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) They will rock those heels all day, every day. That's their thing. Yeah, I put on these special horseshoes because I knew he would be into it. So I don't know. I yeah. think that I think that that uh, the other thing is she said, well, we won't go into it because it's a whole other argument. It's a stupid it's a stupid thing to argue about. He's six five. He told uh, her he's six five, but he is easily taller than that. Six eight, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Freakishly I, tall. Freakishly tall. And I think this too kind of kind of goes with like their insecurities. Like, yeah. whatever they're insecure about this article is rewriting it. Like I always had to do this, but now I'm with somebody tall. So now I feel good that I'm an awkward gork. Like fuck off. (laughs) She's selling it. She's selling it. Look, we're both tall engagement. Let's eat engagement chicken tonight. We're both tall. Uh, I'm kind of like a man's height, man's build. I think you're into that too. Um, You know, like the whole thing. Show business. That's his favorite thing about <laughs> right. me, a genetic component that I can't control. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fake boltons. The fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, don't, don't, yes. <laughs> don't mind the fact that my infrastructure on my chest is failing. It looks like Detroit. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, okay. I don't know. Not her breast, not her vagina. I like her height. <laughs> Nothing's running across. It's really not, and even Ralph said to me, I stand up straight when I stand next to her. Oh, is that right? That's right. How did you meet him? Who, Ralph? No. How did Beth meet up? Yeah, let's hear that story. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, even Ralph approved of her, which is important to me. <laughs> That's what's not being said. Yeah, this is a good choice. I was, oh, I, was, yeah, I, was do- I was listening to 101 today just to see what was on. And it was about the plantain chips. Oh, yeah. And Gary and the plantain chips and Jason outing him for eating these stupid plantain chips. I mean, it's not funny at all. The no, only thing I like about it is the both. I mean, like, it's just so dumb. But anyways, the, he said during it, he goes, oh, uh, and Ralph was over and we just kept doing the plantain. And I was thinking to myself, I, you know, you say this a lot for somebody who says he doesn't ever see Ralph. He seems to always be around or have no friends. <laughs> you know, It's just like, why are you hanging out with Ralph talking about plantain chips if he's just your stylist and you never see him? Shut up. <laughs> Blowjob. Outed him for eating plantain chips. Who gives a fuck? Well, that was at that point where they would, you know, literally go, you know what, guys, guess what? Sometimes I like to, sometimes, you know, I heard about Will. Sometimes Will likes to jaywalk. That was the level yeah. of like controversy they're going for at some point, making it yeah, something really- out of nothing and going after Bowie. I mean, they did that years earlier with the black and white chips, like the Girl Scout type cookies. And black uh, and white cookies, whatever, which, you know, Oreo. Yeah. And the shrimp, the shrimp. And the shrimp, yeah, big time. So it's like, it's just cyclical. Eventually it'll be, oh, yeah. And then now later on, it's, oh, yeah, are you, are you drinking a lot of here? Uh, right. Plantain it, chips, though. Who fucking cares? What? That, if they want to make it that a bit. I don't know. Maybe plantain chips were advertising on the show. I have no idea. Who knows? So, stupid. Did, how did you mean? A me? girl I was working with invited me to dinner. I barely knew this girl. Oh, hold on. I got to rewind that just a little bit because this is like he says he because we cut it. Unfortunately, cut it in the way he goes. The, uh, the, how did you meet the how did you meet Howard? And he goes this. I got to hear. It's like, oh, 
You mean you're not sure that the bullshit has been properly documented? Let's find out. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Not her breasts, not her vagina. I like her height. <laughs> Nothing's running a close it's really not, It even Ralph said to me, I stand up straight when I stand next to her. Oh, is that right? That's right. How did you meet him? Who, Ralph? No. <laughs> how did Beth meet Howard? Yeah, how did how did she meet a me? A girl I was working did, did you hear him go, oh, how, how did, did she, she meet me? Meet me? Yeah, did, which I one did we go said, with? <laughs> yeah, which one? It's like Mad Libs. What do we do? Is this the right? Oh, this is the restaurant bullshit one. Okay, yeah, I know this yeah. one. I, I got a noun here. Yeah. Working with invited me to dinner. I barely knew this girl, but I went because I wasn't dating anyone and I was actually miserable. It was a sad time in my life. I don't know what was going on, but it was a sad time in her life. Howard showed up with his friend Ralph. I and Cabby, but Cabby's not mentioned. Hmm. Which is even in her life. It's about to get a whole lot worse. Oh yeah. For it's her. so strange because you know how he said I wonder what she said, even though I'm kind of leaning towards maybe he saw this beforehand. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he doesn't mention Cabby, remember Fillmore, you and I speculated that some threesome bullshit went down with Cabby, some, you know, oh, hey, handsome man. And he yeah, was always hanging out I'm at his pool. I mean, it. something definitely went down freaky with Cabby. And so I think when he said, oh, I hope, I wonder... I bet he was worried about her mentioning Cabby. Maybe because uh, Cabby's still in the picture, by the way, guys, but not really. You don't hear him on the air as much at this point, but you will hear him. And he uh, he's still working on uh, K-Rock, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but the timeline, but um, he's not kicked to the curb until years later in the serious years. But there's that. And we'll, we'll, we'll have to, I don't know, maybe listen maybe, to more clips and figure that out. Because then it fortifies it even further. Like, Picture Paul Lynn, Nathan Lane, and Elton John going <laughs> to a dinner up. party. What do you What do you think about right. that? You know, so it just adds another layer to this weird, fucking setup that they're trying to push on us. Well, and uh, and and let's say, guys, for example, like you're just spitballing here that, you know, maybe involved men and women, but it was like a swapping thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, like, oh, you, you know, you, you, the music stops and you pick the nearest fucking body of flesh and oh, it's a guy. Well, I guess I got to <laughs> fuck you. And then that's how it works. You know, mus plus, musical assholes. I don't know. Plus, you have to remember during this time too, Ralph was super into ecstasy and so yep. was Cabby. Oh, so yeah. that <clears throat> was always prevalent during that time period. And it was the time period for ecstasy. No offense, you know. <laughs> I know they call a lot uh, like now nowadays uh, Stuttering John is called the Dabbler. And there's a whole Reddit thread about it, too, as well. It's called the da Dabblers Anonymous or something because Chrissy Mayer mm. is an infamous interview yeah. where she she said, oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I heard I heard you. I heard you. How long were you dabbling in comedy? And he got all he he, he literally went like, well, no, that's not really I'm not I've been doing it for like 20 years now. <laughs> You're, yeah, we know you as the comedian, John. Come on. I just sent uh, I'm sure Sam's seen this photo already, but I just sent a thing in the chat about a picture of Robin. Uh -huh. uh, Allison, on, uh, it was up from Allison Norris's Instagram, and um, James Santiago sent it to me, and he said, "Like, what do you think about this?" And doesn't Robin look extremely gaunt, like in the neck? 
Yeah. Now she's 70, I think, or closing on 70. That could just be, you know, you're getting older. All of a sudden you can start getting, she had, she mentioned about weight loss, like 40 pounds. Uh, that sounds to me more indicative of cancer. The cancer's coming back. She went somewhere and she had one of those caps on. She's not wearing a wig uh, that she's in treatment again. I, I don't want to say bad about her. We're going to keep this out, out of the thing. But what's your take on the, the, phys- her phys- the, the, the way she looks? I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's cancer coming back. And I think. I, I know yeah. they eat up, they need more energy than regular cells. Cancer cells are a bitch. That's how they feed. They basically feed on you. And that's why people at end stage start getting so fucking frail. It's, it's horrible to watch. But, um, do you, what, I know do you, a lot, do you get a lot that? of people said she's get, she had another lap band or something like that. I don't think that because with her, uh, her immunocompromised state from already having such a severe form of cancer, mm-hmm. I don't think a doctor would allow her to have a cosmetic procedure like that. I don't think so either. Um, one sec, let me see if I can find And especially, it. and especially that much weight in that short amount of time really says to me that it's, uh, a real you are severe career in life. You know, yeah, she's 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 in her seventies. I mean, I don't think she looks bad. It's I not bad think. yet, uh, but I, I that it's noticeable. It's very noticeable. It's almost like a chicken neck. Here, here's what I will say. You know how the queen just died? Yeah. It was very quick that all of a sudden you started looking at her from the point of the jubilee to the point where she um you know sworn in the pm liz truss in the uk that she looked like she lost a ton of weight and she started having that neck thing herself i noticed the same sort of appearance Mm -hmm. and then she was dead so well we do call her queen ophelia that's an ironic comparison. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's first of all that cancer that she had. You don't bounce back from that really. Like nine what times. What was it nine, again? Um, oh, uh, endometrial cancer, and I believe okay. bowel. I think it, 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 it the the great. I don't yeah. know. I'm certain it spread. It was stage four when they got it. There was uh-huh. a, a, they said a grapefruit grapefruit sized tumor in your body. You don't grow something like that and not have it spread to other organs. In in her well, colon. If she had to, she had we think she has to wear a piss bag which so so part of her um bladder yeah part of her bladder i think had to get removed or the whole think, bladder even but but would it, was it ever confirmed that it metastasized or no she did she 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 can oh that that it spread um yeah no but if it was stage 4 would that's yeah that, then that's that means bad. it has yeah there are definitely lymph nodes taken out i think that too mm-hmm. She had this cancer, right? I think that, you know, as somebody like her, who's so high profile, kind of anal about things, she must have not been going to doctors that are Western medicine. She wasn't. Because I she truly had, think she, that she was trying to fix this on her own. And yeah. the, and the whole thing was like, I'm going to show you guys what this diet and thing can do. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> fix myself. Like, I really think she was in denial about it like for Steve a long Jobs. time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of people like that in the history that have been trying to, to go to the fucking Mexican doctor who breaks the bone, the animal, the chicken bone, and then pulls the shit out of your stomach. And there's the tumor. And like, listen, it's, it's, I'm not I'm yeah. not all for the pharmaceutical um, Western medicine kind of 
I guess you could say cartel that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that. Oh, I don't. God, like... I can confirm that. Uh, I'm yeah, in that industry. Yeah, it's, br- it's brutal. I think it's with, really bad. I think it's cancer. But with cancer, but there's certain imp- things it's where it's like, well, yeah, there's certain things, well, though, that you're, if you're on stage four cancer, you, you had to have known something. Here's like, here's the thing. A lot of people with stage four, though, basically get told there's nothing we can do. Oh, yes, like, they do. It, this, you know, there's, so there's then they'll, they'll, A, B and C and whatever. So then they'll start to seek out the trips to Mexico and all of that type of shit. Yeah. Coffee um, enemas. Coffee enemas. Yeah. See, and then see, see that's but, that but, was coffee enemas was something that used to be such a popular uh, uh, fad when people did have cancer. You Much like tanning. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. because uh, I'll tell you why she has the cancer. If if you're if you need to do coffee enemas to cause contractions of the gallbladder, that means that you have dysbiosis, meaning you have too much pathogenic bacteria in your intestines versus probiotic bacteria, which is healthy. So if Robin went on these diets and she detoxed. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've reversed longstanding dysbiosis, mm-hmm. and and if you if you haven't done that, then it's you can definitely reoccur without question. Wouldn't that create though, like, because you know how cell cancer is, they're not talking to each other. The cells just keep multiplying, right? That's right. So it's like right. they just they're not communicating. So don't you think that something that disruptive to somebody's system? would cause some sort of car accident, let's say an analogy in their body, in their cells, in their, and then they just start not communicating to each other properly because you're shoving all the shit up your ass and doing all these things that don't need to be fucked with. I knew who he was, but I didn't know a lot about him. We started talking and we haven't been apart since. That was almost two years ago. We kind of clicked right away, and the next morning he called me. What time in the morning did you call? Wait, so eight o'clock in the morning? Yes, almost two years ago, and it's like March two thousand two. So that's what I'm saying. Remember the Lila Arcieri clip, like you guys said. So this is another proof positive that you haven't been. You talked since, according to Beth. You never stopped since you first saw her. But you must have stopped to have Nobu with Lila and show yep. her your bedroom and be a total yep. creep with your electronics, you fucking dork. Right. And that's why that's how I was so nasty in that. And I said something like, why don't you throw this at Beth in a fucking interview? Play the audio of him. Hey, Layla, you want to play Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are wacky. <laughs> we hung out till about four in the morning and I called her at eight. Good Lord. Did you, ha- you didn't say as soon as you got home? I don't miss an opportunity. <laughs> the next morning he called me, so she went, she came right over? No, not right over. She came over that evening. No, she says, I went over and watched movies all day. <laughs> See? So this is, how can you not, he Bullshit said, artist. no, she came over that evening. No, I watched movies all day. <laughs> well, what? That's completely two different time periods. Here's the secret of life, Howard. If you don't lie, you don't have to remember anything. Like it's not right. you don't have to you don't have to keep these lies in track. Stop lying and it'll be a lot easier for you. But here's the other thing. The lies are so compounded and they're both such full of shit artists with this story that 
who's lying? Is it Howard line that she came over in the evening or is it Beth line in the article that she was there all day watching movies? Because we don't know. And then compound that even further into, did this even, even really happen? Right. So we have three things going on right now. Did any of this even really happen? What time of day is it Howard's story or is it her story? I it's mean, a fucking, who the it's a fuck fucking, would who who'd invite someone over at 8 a.m. to watch movies all day? What the fuck I, are you talking about? Listen, if what? you went out the night before and somebody calls your phone at 8 a.m., you're hitting ignore. Like there's 100%. no way. You're not, even you're not no. going over to watch a movie. That's for sure. Do you want to watch private parts for the seventh time? And you know Beth likes to drink. There's no way her pores are sweating vodka, hungover, sleeping in a bed. And she thinks, hey, it's 8 a.m. You know, I could make it to 10 o'clock mass and I can call Howard. Yeah, completely. <laughs> in the afternoon she came over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she can come over at 8 in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And it just blossomed into the most amazing thing in my life. Look at you. Huh? That's not bad. <laughs> Look at you. You're doing all right. Bro. Let me see. Did I'm you happy have a... for you. <laughs> I was oh, laughing. Just about laughing at Artie. <laughs> the, the, yeah. She's 29 Art. here, right? She's yeah, yeah. 29? Yep. If you're 29 and you're saying that this new relationship which is based on lingerie shows and modeling jobs and you know dinner parties is the most amazing thing in your life that just doesn't ring genuine to me <laughs> yeah i it's it, you know it's, it's hard to keep maintaining your amazing own bullshit thing in your life well look yeah look man howard's so unaware like he thinks it's going well but now Artie's coming in look at you like dude this is such fucking bullshit like right he, even Artie couldn't hand you know censor okay. himself for this yeah. okay bob but think of this How, beth doesn't have kids right but right. you know, I was 25 when I had my daughter. So if I was 29 and I was saying something like this, I would be fully embarrassed. Like you don't have this perspective on what's the most amazing thing in your life, especially when you have children and you would say something like this. But Howard has children. Mm -hmm. Howard has mm -hmm. three children and had a marriage. So. Why would he let her say something this ridiculous? And, you know, high school, Dawson's Creek, fucking 90210, he, fanciful script. Well, listen, if you picked your spouse out of a Saudi Arabian slave magazine, you'd want a different <laughs> story for it, too. You know? You got to come up with a story. So why not have Tinkerbell come down and the Disney castle will come out and the whole thing. Oh. Why not? You're writing it at this point. <laughs> Pincushion yeah. weekly Dubai. How would that go over in FHM? Uh, my friend gave me a magazine. There is a list of women for sale. I picked this one out. I mean, that's not very fun to, to put out there. <laughs> so, know, he was also a member during this time. He was like really good friends with Trump. And he yeah. remember Trump gave that interview with Chauncey and 
uh, on the phone, not an interview, but Chauncey recorded him and he, he was saying, him. Chauncey, you know, I didn't sleep with that girl. This is like before all of his political stuff. Right. He said something was, like, she looks like a fucking hooker. Yeah. And but Trump did say, you know, he picks out of a catalog of who he wants to date. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, you're not far off with this, because if that guy with the comb over can just, you know, go in a book and a binder and pick who he likes. Who's to say he didn't do Stern doesn't do the same things. We don't have the same idea of what it's like to date when you're that wealthy and what's available to you. Like, we just don't know. We can imagine. Right. But but from that standpoint and what Trump said to Chauncey, if that's an indication, then I totally think you're on par with what possibly could have happened with Howard and Beth. Well, I'm a lot not of, kidding. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities between those two guys anyway in terms of oh, narcissism. Yeah. So, um, but we're not going to get into that for this particular episode just yet. Um, however, uh, I think, yeah, okay, we're good to go. No, you're not. Did you have a fixed perception of what Howard Stern would be like when you first met him? Absolutely. Everybody does. I think I was afraid of him. I thought, Howard Stern, it's not my thing. I know the stigma uh, attached to him, wait. and that's not my type of person. <laughs> How do you know what type of... You said you don't listen. Right. You acted like you had this vague kind of notion about who this guy was. In the beginning of the article, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone, right. am I wrong here? Well, yeah, yeah you right. never listened. She, she's just saying, like, yeah, it's not my thing, like, huge piece of shit guy, but <laughs> like, she knows that much about him. I think most He's, people knew that much about him. Like, this guy's right. a weirdo, fucko, strange. But dude. in the big. But in the beginning, she made it a pronouncement, especially the way Robin said it, that she never listened to him. Never. Meaning none. Nil. Yeah, but she also nothing. didn't know he and was now the producer she's of changing Son of the Beach. It, but yeah. now she's changing it a little bit. Well, my grandmother's never listened to Howard Stern, but she knows he's a dirtbag. You know, like people knew that about him in general yeah. at this time. I mean, I'm not I get what you're saying. I'm not like trying to be super, you know, combative. I'm just saying she probably knew enough about him. That oh, I agree with you. Shit. Most people knew that. No, mm. I agree with you. I'm saying, though, she's so dumb that she's going to say something in the beginning of the interview and then completely nullify her point by saying, oh, well, well I knew this, this and this about him. Wait a minute. Um, I thought you never. Uh, well, then later on, she starts to add a little more, like a few more elements like, oh, my brother and my father, my brothers and my father were huge fans or something like that. Or I think my brothers were huge oh, fans, yeah. at least that much. And so, you know, you would that that implies that if you were at the house for any length of time, you would have heard it on the radio. And by osmosis, you know, like you're hearing even if you're not really paying attention, you're still hearing him do the you know the evaluators or you know whack pack something coming in so you do know a little about him yeah it's it'd be like for example you know you live with my grandma was a huge fan of the soap all my children now okay. i don't watch all my children but just because i spent so much time in her house i had this peripheral knowledge about erica kane or like the yeah. characters you know like i know things that I don't care about just because it was always on when it came on and I was there. So I don't believe that when she said that, that's another indicator. You know, you definitely have an idea. 
Well, the whole thing is, if you say I didn't know anything about him, you're you're implying that my judgment was not clouded by I knew he had money and I knew this and I knew that he was a dirtbag. To me, he was yeah. just a, he was just yeah. Prince Valiant. You know, he was Phil Prince Moore Charming. Knows. He was, yep. you know what I Phil mean. Moore knows. Yeah, he was. You're, he you're was saying Prince Charming. Like, the illusion is like exactly what you're saying. Like, I knew enough about him to not know about him, to not know that he has money, but I do know he has money. But right. exactly, exactly. I Hilaria, Hilaria did the same thing. She said, I, I didn't I, I didn't own a TV. My parents were hippies. Your parents were a right, lawyer right. and a doctor. Right. You grew up in Boston. You never had a TV. You lived in a multi-million dollar home in the Beacon Hills. Are you kidding yeah. me? This goes back to your point at the start of the show. People who say they don't know, they know. They yeah, know. They're, they're, they're playing into this thing. Oh, I didn't know you had money. Again, the tinker, Tinkerbell story. I yeah. didn't I know. Of course Robin, you knew. Robin's voice, too, makes this reveal the print story so much more. Because you might passive read this when you're reading it, you know, as a person who subscribes to the magazine or checks it out at the grocery store and picks it up, whatever, you might read this in print and scan it and not really take in what's being said. And then mm. when you hear it come from Robin, even despite our analysis, you all of a sudden get this huge wave of this doesn't ring true. Wow. Then five minutes after meeting him, I knew what an amazing comedian and a brilliant actor he is. (laughs) What? He had to to toss that one in when he was writing out these answers. (laughs) Oh, my God. My eyes just turned into dinner plates. That was outrageous. (laughs) Sorry, I'm choking. Amazing. Swallow the word comic, Fillmore. (laughs) Gag on it like a giant sausage. You know, he couldn't. The only thing he could be on stage is a mic stand at this point in time. He couldn't. He's got the he's got the stature of like like he's got the the stage presence of fucking dead sperm. A comic. Mm -hmm. Did anybody see that roast we did that we covered? I just rewatched some of that. It's even worse than I remember. I can't watch that one again because it oh. gives me I get too skeeved out. The skivviatis like I can't do it. You get douche chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we ever do the um, actor uh, <laughs> an actor from Well, he's been acting straight for well, not really actually. I'm mean, thinking that's not that's a bit of a stretch right there. But why, like, okay, comedian, because he he has a comedy show, which everything's written for him. But why the fuck would she say actor? Where did that come from? It sounds like, you know what this this interview sounds like? Like a MySpace bio. Like, it's like back in the day, like how you present yourself when you first got on social media and you didn't even really know what the fuck it was. And you just start, you know... Crowbarring they, they, factoids they, in it. Well, because they kind of uh, they yeah, right. they want you to do that on the social media sites. So you just start adding all these. God, what a even before social media, this is how you make yourself, 
you know, a narc, you elevate your narcissism and what you think of yourself by these forms. And now everybody's a goddamn narcissist, pretty much. It sounds this? to me like if, if she just said something like, you know what, I just had a pop tart, uh, you know, which is fortified with eight essential nutrients. Like it sounds like that's part <laughs> yeah. of the plug of the cell. <laughs> Dude, it yeah, like you ate like... at Long John Silver's and you're getting a good fortified fish meal. <laughs> This is a fucking straight up narcissist resume. Like, okay, tell him I'm the perfect man. Tell him I'm a good actor, a oh, comedian. Let's let's get that in there too. I'm a comedian on top of that. Like, he, he wrote this shit. He, I'm telling you, he was reading this the night before moonwalking. Like. I'm going to kill it tomorrow. People are going to hear <laughs> well, all this great wait shit. Wait till they fucking hear this shit. Yeah, wait till they hear this shit, man. And how would she know he's a good actor if she never really knew of him? Like, what she was he acting know in? No, I'm saying, but like, what if you were to if you were to put her on a stand right now, how do you know he's a good actor? You previously said that you never saw him in anything. So how okay, would you well, know? There, so well, that, does that, that mean you're a great actor right now when you're pretending to be straight and my boyfriend? Yeah, basically. Well, what? Yeah, were they at dinner and he got up and he's like, "Hey, catch this bit real quick. I acted this on on this." Like, how would no, you that, know that? How you wouldn't would you know, or know that? how would you know I'm a good comic if you've never heard me just peripherally now? Apparently. So it's I've a, never done stand-up comedy except for if you ever checked out my Channel 9 show or the Fox pilot. Right. It took her five right. minutes, she said. Five minutes to figure it out. You could spend, Five minutes. You, you could, we've spent fucking 30 years with Howard, and we still can't figure out how he's funny. And exactly. Hey, when you're writing your own resume, master chef, comedian, act, I mean, polyglot. Whatever you want. Guys, I'm like the equivalent of Dan Rather. <laughs> right, <laughs> and Howard Stiglitz of Edward, sorry, Ed, Edgar Allan Schmo. I'll razzle dazzle your ass. <laughs> a brilliant actor. The D. You've said to me I'm a brilliant actor. Yeah, but I had seen you act. The D. Oh, she saw me act. Yeah. Oh, he's acting like a horny guy. The D. The Y. Oh, I played her my reel. That's five minutes after she met you. Oh, well, what do you think I do? Once I reel someone in, I don't want to lose him. He shows up at the door with an ascot and a robe. Yeah. There you go. And I that's bringing back the, the Lila thing is just like it's going weaving in and out of this thing. I show her my reel. And then he, he said, I, she had to see Son of the Beach. Lila had to see this. I showed Beth and then Beth nailed him. I don't know if we played part two. We did. Uh, so you, have, uh, you didn't hear part two, did you? I No, I heard it was in part one where you where yeah. she said, can I tell? Can yeah, I yeah, tell? Yeah. And, you know, he, or, he did the same thing with Lila, our Siri. He said, she, Beth goes, oh, you, he ordered a Nobu, it's fancy. And then yep. he played at Son of the Beach. Pasta, 